0: Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports
1: Today.
2: A monstrous fourth quarter helped the Boston Celtics hand the Golden State Warriors their first postseason loss at home to open the NBA Finals. The Colorado Avalanche absolutely buried the Edmonton Oilers in Game 2 and looked like they could sweep their way to the Stanley Cup Final. And why the NFL team with the best supporting cast is the L.A. Chargers. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today.
0: Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story.
2: The Golden State Warriors seemed to have Game 1 of the NBA Finals well in hand. Then, the Boston three-party started. And the Celtics became the first team in NBA Finals history to win a game by double digits after trailing by double digits going into the fourth quarter, a 40 to 16 quarter, punctuated by a 17 to nothing run. And the Celtics win 120 to 108. Joining me from the Bay Area, from the arena, John Corrales from Locked On Celtics. And John, what was the key? To that 17-0 run that really flipped this game on its head.
0: Uh well, first of all, I think they started uh boxing out a little bit and not giving the Warriors second chances, which crushed them in the third quarter. Uh and obviously shot making, you know, it's you might have you might have heard that it's a make or miss league. <laughs> and they made their shots. They were nine of twelve from three. They come out, Jalen Brown was spectacular in that fourth quarter, uh, all over the place. And then Uh, the Celtics rolled with Peyton Pritchard defensively uh, on Steph Curry and his just energy and his ability to stay with Curry. It's an interesting kind of wrinkle here. I'm kind of curious how this is going to go for the rest of the series because Curry's quick and it's very easy to lose him, but Pritchard's quick and because of Curry's height, Pritchard can kind of stay with him and, and make life difficult. So it's an interesting little wrinkle there. and. You know, it's, I thought it was kind of wild that he, Ime Odoka, uh, stuck with Pritchard until three and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter when Marcus Smart came in. By then, the Celtics were rolling and Smart hit a couple of three pointers to put this thing away. Uh, all of that conspired to, to a 40 to 16 fourth quarter for the Celtics.
2: If you had Al Horford leading the Celtics in scoring with 26 in the year of our Lord 2022 in an NBA Finals game, go buy a lottery ticket right this moment. What, what he has done in this postseason, this whole playoffs, he was huge in the Buck series as well, has been, really been remarkable. There are two ways I think you're going to look at this depending on who you root for. If you're the Warriors, you're going, the Celtics got 11 combined three-pointers from Derek White and Al Horford. That's probably not going to happen. Again, if you're a Celtics fan, you're going, okay, but Jason Tatum shot three for 17. That's probably not going to happen again. So, how do we find some balance here moving forward?
0: I don't know. I don't know what the balance is going to be because game one of a series is, is such a feeling out process. You don't know who's going to stay hot. You don't know who's going to stay cold. Um, yeah, it probably won't happen again, but you never know if Horford's going to come back and, and hit a couple of shots in in the game two. You know, we've seen outlier performances for two, three, four games in a row in a series like this. It's the finals. Al Horford wants that ring really bad, man. You know, he turns 36 uh, tomorrow. Uh, He he did this all the day before his 36th birthday. So he knows, he knows what's at stake. So maybe, maybe he will keep shooting. Maybe he won't. It's hard to say. Um, The Celtics probably also won't let Steph Curry score 21 points in a single quarter again, either. So you can go either way. Both teams have something to hang their hats on. And that's the beauty of a, a finals like this. The Celtics came in and stole one, but Draymond Green said after the game, like we dominated this thing for 40 minutes or so we're fine. So he's legitimate in saying that too. Game two is going to tell us a lot. And and if the Celtics, even if they lose it, if they still play close and they, they send the message, like this wasn't a fluke, then we have ourselves a pretty good series.
2: Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. We have an important favor to ask you. We put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of ten hundred dollar Ticketmaster gift cards live music is back let's go to take our audience survey go to locked on com slash survey thanks for your help coming up the colorado avalanche may already be making stanley cup finals plans after rolling over the edmonton oilers in game two Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your daily gambling needs. Here are some Friday baseball lines to keep your eye on. The Marlins are home underdogs to a struggling Giants team. BetOnline likes the Giants minus 143 to win. The New York Yankees, they are... <laughs> Ridiculous home favorites against the Tigers. Bet online has the Yanks minus 325 on the money line. Good gracious. And the marquee series of the weekend, the LA Dodgers against the New York Mets, favors the home team. Bet online has the Dodgers minus 155 to win. Bet online where the game starts.
1: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
2: Ryan Fitzpatrick, current Washington commander and veteran of nine NFL teams, has retired. Fitzpatrick announced his retirement via text to former teammates. Though no quarterback has ever started a game for more teams, the man known as Fitzmagic will end his career having never made the playoffs. Fitzpatrick had signed a one-year, $10 million deal with the Commanders back in March. Tom Brady ended his retirement after 40 days, but still characterizes the decision as a close one. In a roundtable that followed TNT's broadcast of the match, Brady said, it's not that I'm not 100% committed, it's just as, as soon as I make the commitment to do it, it's like, ugh, all right, here we go. Brady referenced his family and those around him who are affected by his football career and who take care of him, and how the decision to continue playing becomes harder each year because of his responsibility to them brady is under contract for the 2022 season with no plans beyond that currently we know that currently piece is vital here nike founder phil knight and la dodgers part owner alan smolaniski have delivered a written offer of more than two billion dollars to purchase the portland trailblazers and plan to remain aggressive in acquiring the team a trailblazers spokesperson issued a statement thursday confirming the reported offer to buy the team The team remains not for sale, according to the spokesperson Jody Allen. Paul Allen's sister has been managing her brother's trust since 2018 and is believed that part of the plan for the trust is to sell the Trailblazers. But no one knows the timetable for a sale. There have been multiple parties expressing interest in purchasing the team, but no one has the profile of Knight. He may have to go above the $2 billion, which I feel like I have to do with the Dr. Evil Pinky. And Corey Kluber dominated the Texas Rangers to give the Tampa Bay Rays a win. But Rangers fans
1: aren't bitter about that. Once again, the Rangers were programmed badly by the Klubot. Rangers lose 3-1 against Corey Kluber, former Rangers mediocre. I'm Bryce Patrick, host of Locked On Rangers podcast. Corey Kluber once again did it to the Rangers. The first game that he pitched in Arlington since... Well, since he no-hit the Rangers as a member of the New York Yankees, he went six innings in this one, which is six times as many innings as he pitched for the Rangers when they traded Emmanuel Clase, a 116-mile-an-hour cutter throwing bullpen genius out to Cleveland for him. It makes me lose my mind every time I see the stat cast leaders and how fast he's throwing some freaking cutters. Not a great one for Taylor Hearn in this one. Not a great day for the offense. Here, here's the standout accomplishments for the offense. Josh Smith, leading off in his third start in Major League Baseball, hits a leadoff double. Ranger squander it. Later on, Marcus Simeon hits the first home run at home, the second homer of the season. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Multi-hit, multi-hit game for Jonah Heim and Adolis Garcia. Other than that, nobody really did much of freaking anything. This offense couldn't get anything done. Corey Kluber was regretfully fantastic. Is another story you need to know. The Avalanche
2: took game one against the Oilers in thrilling fashion, 8-6. And through the first period of game two, it looked like we might have another classic on our hands with a nil-nil game. But then the Avs exploded in the second period for three goals. They added an insurance goal in the third period. They roll to a 4-0 win and take this series by the shirt collar. Joining me now... From Locked On Avalanche, Christmas Ellie and Chris, what was the difference in the second period to allow Colorado to blow this game open?
3: Well, they really don't have any holes. Yeah, they're an offensive-minded team. They're a great defensive team. The goalie situation was the the spot where it's like, okay, can they overcome it? Game one was just a, a shootout on a on a track field, um, and it, <laughs> and you would think that going into game two, it'd be the same thing, especially with the Avs' backup goalie playing in place of darcy kemper so you had Pablo Francos, and he pitches a shutout i don't think anybody saw that coming but no for the abs they just they don't there's they don't stop they're relentless and another 40 shot on goal game and three goals within two minutes that's what this team is capable of
2: we had two very different kinds of games which game do you think most closely resembles
3: the series we're going to see moving forward I think game two, but with Edmonton scoring, like t- to shut them out, uh, does not happen very often. So right. uh, game one was just one of those freakish hockey games that you get where anything that was thrown towards a goalie was going in and, <laughs> and both teams used both goalies in that game. And I think, you know, Teams are like, okay, we got to adjust our defense. We need to play a little bit better on defense. And both teams did for the most part. I mean, if you look at Edmonton, it was just those two minutes. You erase those two minutes, and and it's a completely different game. So I think you'll, you'll get more of game two with Edmonton being a little bit more forceful uh, on their offensive end. What
2: actual adjustments do you think – Edmonton can make what as from an Avs perspective are you most worried like okay well if they get this together they can be right back in this series in a hurry
3: so what Edmonton needs to do is is their depth is getting crushed by Colorado Colorado's depth their their third and fourth lines are taking over when Edmonton's third and fourth lines are out on the ice that needs to change for Edmonton Colorado is doing just fine all four lines are producing very well for for Colorado Uh, the top guys in Edmonton you know your Sidles and McDavid's and, and even Evander Kane. Like those guys are are going to get their points and going to score. Edmonton needs to get it going with with their goalie, and which might change. You have to look at that for for game three. Not definite, but their bottom six has to start doing something because right now it's all Colorado on on those third and fourth lines.
2: If you're the Avs. What is sustainable for them? What do they need to keep doing to make sure that they can finish this series the way that they want?
3: It's twofold. It's continued to pressure on the offensive end because that is a question mark for Edmonton is, is their goalie situation. And they're exploiting that in the first two games. And then they've done a very good job shutting down. And I don't mean it just because they had a shutout, but keeping Dreisaitl and McDavid it's you know the the Michael Jordan defense you can only you can't stop them you can only hope to contain them they did that for game two it's not reasonable to think they can do it every single game they will try their best and they have the the defenders to do it so you just can't let those guys go off because they can they can take over a game so for the abs it's continue to force the issue on offense and know where they are on the ice at all times. You have to. Coming up, if you
2: were a quarterback and could choose your NFL team, the best choice would be the LA Chargers. The reason why is next. I love brownies, but you know what can be just as good is the brownie batter. Sometimes I'll just look forward to that. Not that I don't want the brownies. Of course I want the brownies, but the batter, the spatula, Mm, chef's kiss, literal chef, and potentially literal kiss and built as a new creation that recreates that feeling, the brownie batter puff, the brownie batter puff. The puff takes protein bars to a whole new level and the brownie batter puff takes the puff. To yet another level with 17 grams of protein but just 140 calories and all the taste you could possibly ask for and even more. All Bilt Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate, but they deliver on the health benefits you're looking for. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Everyone talks about quarterbacks. For good reason, but the QB can't do it all. They need a good supporting cast. When looking around the NFL, Alex Clancy of Locked On NFL and Locked On Arizona Cardinals believes the best choice is?
0: But my answer is the Los Angeles Chargers, and it's not really close because of the improved upon defense even more so now, okay? Because Austin Eckler has really, you know, planted himself in a top three running back, especially for fantasy, dual threat, he may be the best, but it's the Chargers, so he doesn't really get all the run, plus they have a bunch of options And then you have Keenan Allen, who I think is the most underrated receiver in football, maybe the best route runner. Mike Williams Mm -hmm. got all the cheese and all the land this offseason. And I think what they have there is a stable one through 22 starting lineup on both sides of the football. Mm -hmm. So I would take the Chargers.
2: With all due respect to my friend Alex, who is waist deep in Kyler Murray controversy these days. The Chargers have a good roster. They have a potentially great roster in terms of talent, but they don't have the most complete roster in the league. Now, we're quibbling because I think there is one clear, most complete, most talented team, and then I think there is a tier of about six or eight teams that have a claim to be second. And the Chargers are in that category, but the best roster in the league is Buffalo's. From the receivers that they have, the offensive line, and a rising star tight end in Dawson Knox, and then an absolutely loaded defense that just added Von Miller. They were the best defense in the league last year, and they got better. The Bills, until further notice, have the best roster in the league. There are plenty of teams after that. The Chargers are in that, that crew with the Rams, the Bucks. I think the Packers, despite the loss of Devontae Adams, the Broncos are in the conversation, the Saints are in the conversation, especially if we're taking quarterback out of it. The Chargers are in that next group, but they're not quite all the way at the top. And finally, the NBA has been moving to positionless basketball for a while, and Commissioner Adam Silver knows it. In a press conference before game one of the NBA Finals, Silver said he will be talking with the Players Association about the idea of moving all NBA voting to the 15 best players in the league, regardless of position. With the increased contractual benefits regarding a player's election to the All-NBA team, Silver is cognizant of the effect that limiting the voting to position has. With position restrictions in place, the top two players in MVP voting, Nicole Jokic and Joel Embiid, cannot both be voted to the All-NBA first team together. At least not without some shenanigans and calling one of them a forward when they're both definitely centers. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first list and now go make your second list in Locked On NBA. From the first jump ball the play-in tournament to the last possession of the finals, Locked On experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Coming up Monday, will the Warriors even the series? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.